It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Before I start the program today, I would like to announce that I'll be taking a break from Merrimack Valley Public Radio and moving my show back over to Merrimack College Radio, WMCK. I'll be here on Merrimack uh, Valley Public Radio back in a few months uh, during the winter between semesters. Then I'll be back on WMCK, and I'll be back for good here uh, come this summer uh, after this uh, school year. So I want to uh, let you know about that. Uh, I am uh, planning on having a uh, Monday show, same time, 5 to 6 o'clock, uh, just on a different station uh, more convenient um, for me doing it from uh, Merrimack uh, over there in North Andover. Uh, I will have a, a call-in line. Everything will be the same, um, but different call-in line, different call-in number. So I will get that out to you as soon as I know the all the information, uh, etc. Anyways, uh, I was off last week, but lots of happening uh, in the in the news of uh, sports lately. Uh, let's start off with the New England Patriots. Uh, they've uh, finished up their preseason games, uh, beating the Carolina Panthers two weeks ago at Gillette, twenty to ten, and then finishing up the preseason with a good old fashioned beating against old friend Josh McDaniels in the Las Vegas Raiders, twenty three to six. Uh, so we can obviously uh, touch on the Patriots there. Uh, moving over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. In a press conference yesterday, he addressed his 11-day absence from the, from the team, saying, everyone has different situations they're dealing with, and we all have unique challenges to our lives. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of blank going on, so you just have to try and figure out life the best you can. So that's from Tom. So, uh, and I think you know, I'm paraphrasing, but another thing he he mentioned in that was, you know, take that take that as you want, basically, and um, you know, you know, however you you know, um, you know, how how however you take it, if you will, however you take it. As far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are concerned, though, uh, they did lose Saturday, uh, thirty-seven to ten against the Colts, and they lost uh, their. The previous preseason game, thirteen to three, and they lost. Uh, do they not? And then they lost another uh, preseason game uh, to the Dolphins, twenty-six uh, to twenty-four. Uh, now, reminder: games against the Dolphins and the Titans. Tom Brady obviously didn't play in. Uh, only played in in the game against the Colts, and then uh, they'll start off their pre their their season uh, on Sunday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys on on September eleventh funny you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers start off their seat uh you know start off winning two out of their or losing sorry losing two out of the three preseason games and then you have the Patriots on the other hand winning actually no losing uh same I guess losing losing two out of the three you know a it a lot of people get all dug up and tied up in the fact that they're losing preseason games I mean guys preseason games are in an audition um 
you know, for the players trying to make the roster. It's not necessarily an audition for, you know, the main, you know, the main players, the starting players. Um, you know, take into consideration how, how much all these players actually play in these preseason games. So, you know, Tom Brady took the first two weeks of preseason off, you know. However, a lot of people saying he didn't miss a step uh, in his uh, vacation, if you will, or time off uh, from the team. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll hit on these, uh, on these guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Boston Red Sox. Still. In last place, um, you know, hitting on the uh, hitting on the previous week, if you will, because um, I don't want to go back two weeks. They uh, lost their series. They got swept actually uh, by the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, losing Tuesday nine three, Wednesday three to two, and Thursday six to five. And then they won their series against the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, winning Friday nine eight, Saturday five to one, and losing uh, Sunday twelve to four. And uh, coming up this week, they uh, tonight they'll play the uh, Minnesota Twins uh, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and then uh, take on the Rangers Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then they play the Rays again um, next week. Uh, you know, just a, a little more on my on on this radio. So I'll be off. Uh, I'll be off next week because of. Um, because of Labor Day, and so my show should start uh, at at Merrimack um, September twelfth. So plan on September twelfth for me uh, being back uh, being back in the uh, Merrimack uh, Merrimack College uh, studio and back on um, the air race airwaves. So you know, looking forward to next week. They have the they have a they have a tough week. They play the Rays for a three game series, the Orioles for a three game series, and then. Um, and then they take on the Yankees for a two-game series, but then that's cutting into you know the, that's on September 11th, so um, or no September 13th, so the 12th uh, I'll be back on. Currently, like I said, they're still in the same exact place that they were last place, 62 and 66, under 500. Behind the Orioles, who are 67 and 60, Blue Jays 68 and 58, Rays 70 and 57, and your AL East leaders, the Yankees, at 78 and 50. So, uh, long ways back there for the Red Sox, and not looking good as the year is uh, coming to uh, an end, if you will. Uh, some news uh, around Live Golf uh, in the PGA Tour. Obviously, something. Um, we have been talking about all uh, all year, or not all year, but you know, a good amount of the last six months, and how things are just going to be getting uh, more and more interesting. And so, um, I reported last night uh, on my Twitter page that speculation around the PGA Tour and Live Golf is that Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Young, Harold Varner the Third, Cameron Tringale, and Anibarn Lahiri will be making the move over to Live Golf. As of right now, I believe only Cameron Young uh, has done that. Um, so we'll be waiting to see if the other players make the move. O- obviously, something that's hitting uh, close to here because uh, you know they are uh, they are going to be in Boston this weekend playing at the International Course. That's the that's the Live Golf Tour, and you know something that, that's interesting as well is. It's funny how they're almost competing. You know, they're obviously competing against the PGA Tour, but you know, 
the PGA Tour usually has, uh, you know, when they used to have their tournament back here in Boston, that used to be the golf tournament of Labor Day. You know, it was it was an odd, it was the odd schedule where instead of your usual tournaments playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they played the tournaments up here in Boston on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, including that Labor Day holiday, which you don't they don't usually do, but they did it here in Boston. So here we have Live Golf taking the time where the PGA Tour usually has been here in Boston uh, during Labor Day weekend, and now Live Golf is going to be here during uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, so just uh, you know something something interesting, something to think about, especially when uh, the PGA Tour is possibly going to be bringing back their tournament uh, to Boston in the following years. Um, moving. Over to the PGA Tour, uh, congratulations uh, to Rory McIlroy. Uh, Rory McIlroy is uh, he? Well, he won the he won the FedEx Cup. He won the FedEx Cup. Um, so, you know, um, so he he won the Tour Championship, if you will, third FedEx Cup uh, uh, title. So, congrats to you, Rory. Rory. Obviously, something. Important, I think, for Rory McIlroy because Rory's one of these guys, um, you know, <clears throat> Rory's one of these guys that, uh, you know, has backed the PGA Tour, and so to have him win uh, definitely helps his case, you know, as far as you know, going out there and and standing up for the PGA Tour, and there you have him winning. So, you know, interesting, but uh, you know, great year, another you know, great year from. Uh, 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 Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler had a had a great year. So, um, anyways, congrats to you, Rory, on the on the Tour Championship and the third uh, FedEx uh, FedEx uh, FedEx Cup title. Um, SJM uh, came in. Um, I don't know if he if he was tied for second. Yeah, he was tied for second at minus twenty. Scotty Scheffler was there at twenty under, and then uh, Xander Schauffele was there at uh, eighteen under. Um, so interesting uh, tournament there for you. They had a lot of uh, weather delays, if you will. Saturday there were two. There was one at around one o'clock or one thirty, I believe. Uh, players ended up going back out, and then a few hours later there was another one. Uh, the weather wasn't necessarily over them, but there was lightning in the area, um, and they were showing the uh, images on uh, the video of of the uh, storm out. In, I and I don't know if this is right, but I'd say downtown. Uh, Atlanta, and you know it was uh, it was at you know f- from where East Lake uh, Golf Course was, and it was uh, it, it did not look good at all whatsoever. So, but it was interest definitely interesting to to see that. Um, <clears throat> but it, evidently, you know the the lightning was was in so much of a of a, of a range, and the officials decided to. To blow the horn, and they ended up finishing uh, their third rounds of play uh, Sunday morning. So some players obviously played more golf uh, on Sunday than others. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for my for my opening lines here. So it's uh, it's five thirteen, um, about a quarter of the way through the show. You can call in nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. That's nine seven eight three zero one. 6877. Lots to talk about. We have the Patriots happening. Um, you know, them heading into their uh, season. 
obviously they have a uh, what is it a two uh, a week I guess uh, between you know now and and when they have to gear up, uh, and then you have all this happening with Live Golf and the PGA Tour. And then, uh, obviously, the crash and burning uh, Boston Red Sox, who are just, you know, not good. Uh, I did see something. I don't know who reported it, but today I did see something for the first time. Something about, is it time to fire Heim Bloom? So, um, that's that's interesting. Is it time? Do you think um, that it is time to fire Heim Bloom is the time is you know is you know has it been too you know have we given him too much of a um, you know too much uh, I, I don't know time to mess around I guess um, you, you know too much leeway and stuff like that too many chances you know is 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 enough enough and we need to move on from from the way that um, that he's been doing things so. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens as far as Heim Bloom is concerned. Um, you know, moving. You know, just touching on on the Patriots. Obviously, one of the biggest storylines is how, you know, how how Bill Belichick is deciding to coach the team and how they don't necessarily have, um, you know, these, you know, you know, set coaches. So you know, it'll it'll be um, it'll be interesting. You know, to see how this season goes about, but. Man, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not holding my breath by any means. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know, I, I can't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't expect them to do to do anything special. And you know, since it's, uh, since it's gonna be, you know, the first, uh, first, what call it, you know, since since I won't won't be back on the air until uh, after the first game, let's uh, let me give you let me give you my picks, um, you know, for the whole for the whole season uh, coming up. So, I you know, I'd say uh, I'd say the Dolphins first game, that's zero and one. I say we lose the first game. Go to the Steelers. You know, I, you have to take in, into consideration that Big Ben uh, isn't there anymore. Um, I don't know if I'll give that a win, but. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if I want to give them a pity win, but we'll see. I don't know. So, but I think the Dolphins is definitely a loss. I don't know about the Steelers. I don't know about the Ravens. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I think that's a loss. The Lions, they they should win that game. The Browns and the Bears, those are both up in the air. The Jets, I mean, they very very well could could lose to the Jets. Then they play the Colts. I don't I don't know about the Colts. Then the Jets again. Um and then they have the the Vikings. That's not uh, you know that's not that's not a lock. The Bills, I'd say say is a loss. The Cardinals is a loss. The Raiders is going to be a loss. The Bengals, um, you know that that that's the same thing. That could be a loss. Dolphins again a loss. Bills a loss again. I, I just don't uh, I don't I don't see it for the Patriots happening this year. And so then you you can rise the question. You know, do you think this should be it for Bill Belichick? Is this, you know, what does Bill Belichick have to do to keep his job? And this might be the, you know, you know, I'm asking you fans. I'm asking what could it be for Robert Kraft? What does Robert Kraft want to see? What satisfies Robert Kraft to keep Bill Belichick?
you know, Robert Kraft has obviously said, uh, you know, Bill Belichick has to, or, or not Bill Belichick, but uh, Robert Kraft, you know, said at the coaches coaches meeting uh, back in the spring, or owners rather, that he's very, uh, you know, disappointed that he hasn't gone back to the, you know, they haven't they haven't won a playoff game in three years. And so, obviously, this is a big change. I mean, you know, we, we were used to going to the playoffs every year. Our expectation was to win the Super Bowl every year with Tom Brady. And then Tom left. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it's it's one of those things. So it's it's de- it's definitely a different um, a different era. And so, you know, and, and another thing I'll, I'll bring up too is if the Patriots, if Robert Kraft, Robert, Robert Kraft is obviously, um, you know, up there in age. Um, I just want to look up how old he actually is. So he's, he's 81 years old right now. And so he's, you know, obviously, you know, in charge of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of things, and so, um, you know, at what point does Robert Kraft hand things over to his son, Jonathan Kraft? And so, when Robert Kraft hands things over to uh, Jonathan, his son, does Jonathan, is that the easy way out for New England by, or is that the easy way out for the Kraft family uh, telling Bill Belichick to, to, you know, pound sand and, and take his son with him and, uh, you know, and, and Matt Patricia and, you know, everybody else, like all the, all the Patriots, uh, you know, all of Bill Belichick coaches there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, one, one thing that is interesting is obviously Al Michaels, um, is, is up, you know, he, he's a, he's a free agent, if you will. Um, and so Robert Kraft, I guess, um, called, uh, called, uh, Rupert, uh, Murdoch to, uh, pitch him as, as for, or for, I guess, uh, Joe Buck spot, um, you know, in the, uh, in the Fox booth. So I think that's, uh, that's an interesting, uh, thing there. Obviously Robert Kraft must have a good relationship with Al Michaels, um, you know, and this, and and then you can go back and and you know, looking forward to this NFL season and talk about all the, all the broadcast changes that that there's been and and Joe Buck leaving Fox, etc. And, um, you know, going to ESPN and all the new ESPN, um, you, you know, personalities that will be taking over, uh, the for for the NFL. So, it's gonna be inter- it's gonna be an interesting season, uh, to say the least. I do, uh, you know, same thing that I did with uh, the Patriots, you know, going through the season. I'd like to probably do it uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and and Tom Brady. So, you know, the Cowboys, I'd say that's a win. I'd say the Saints is a win. The Packers, I'll give them the win because they're playing at at home. I'll, I'll give the Buccaneers the win for playing at home. They play the Chiefs. I'll say they'll lose against the Chiefs, win against the Falcons, win the Steelers, beat the Panthers, probably beat the Ravens. Lose against the Rams, Seahawks. They'll probably lose. Uh, Browns. They'll win. Saints. You know, I, I'll say give give them the Saints because they're they're playing the uh, they're playing at home that time. Um, 
But in the meantime, let me go to the first caller of the day, Derwin. Derwin, what's going on? All right, uh, all right, Derwin. One, uh, one more time. I didn't have your uh, your microphone on there. Oh, hey, what's hey? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That's all good, man. Um, so a little bit. I think it's. I don't know if you've um you saw that some of the uh, newscasters right now are talking about this could be the end of Bloom and Cora. But I, I will tell you this. I'm if 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 I'm writing an article about that. I think you got to give this to Heim Bloom. I think he he deserves all the blame for this. I think he's the one that's got to go. Um, and but normally I, I think when, when when he goes, the coach goes. Oh well, I was going to say that. There's no doubt because normally it's very rare that a general manager, a new GM, comes aboard and they keep the current manager. They want their own person in place. So I think both. Now there are some internal options. Here. I I'm going to vote for two people. With the current general manager of the team right now, Brian O'Halloran, who was an assistant GM under Ben Charrington, and Jason Veritek is the manager. I don't think it's it, it, this is this is something interesting that the managers the 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 managers in baseball that have what above fallen position players have had the most success were catchers. Catchers have been the one. If you go back and you look, you look at all the managers who won the World Series in the last few years. Bob Brenly from Arizona, Mike Sosha from the Angels, Joe Torre from the Yankees, Joe Girardi from the Yankees. What do they have in common? They all won the World Series, some multiple, and they were all catchers. Those seem to be that. So I'm vouching for those two guys. I'm definitely vouching for Veritek. Number one, he's played here. You know, it's core and core were the same thing. But they have to do – there's two things that they need to do consistently, and it's what Theo Epstein did. They have to sign players to big money contracts, they have the money to do that. They have to spend money, and they've got to build player development. They can't do one or the other. It's got to be both. That's, that's successful. And they can do it. And they can do it. And then whether you believe this or not, you know, that the, the ownership group wants to be competitive, whatever, and they're giving Bloom the keys to do whatever. I mean, listen, you're John Henry and you're Tom Warner. You're, you're giving an ultimatum to your GM or your head of baseball operations saying, you're going to get this guy, that guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and I think – Letting go of, of Austin Davis and Sawamora, you know, that was that's just a stepping stone between the, the house they're going to clean because I think Bloom is trying to save his job. I do think one or both are going at the end of the season. I feel that that's going to happen. But it's just it's just a matter of they're just, they're, they're just so inconsistent. It, it's, it's sickening to me because, you know, going from being, being, you know, two games from the World Series last year to – you're a last place team, and two out of the three last place finishes for Heim Bloom is he's been GM. So, and for that matter, Cora to a, to a degree. I mean, he didn't manage the pandemic here. Ron Ronicky did be good, but he was suspended. So maybe we, that's what we need here. We just need new new vision. Now, does that mean the Devers and Bogarts stay? I don't think so. I think they both like playing for Cora to be honest. Well, with you. so let me ask you this. Let me put this uh, put this uh, out there, I guess, uh, because we've seen this happen. Uh, with another local team in in the Boston Bruins, at least I think. I think, you know, do do we think that the, um, you know, some of the uh, veteran players of the Boston Bruins convinced Don Sweeney to fire Bruce Cassidy and bring somebody new in, and that was the only way they were going to stay. And if not, they were going to be bringing in, or, or you know, if not, they were going to retire or leave. <laughs> Could one hundred percent? Could yep. Xander Bogarts and uh, and Rafael Devers possibly, 
you know, approach, uh, you know, John Henry and uh, Tom Warner about this? Or, I would think they can. You know, I maybe less, can. maybe less them, and and maybe you know, Heim Bloom and you know, John Henry and Tom Warner say, okay, we'll keep Heim Bloom because you know he he's able to keep uh, Devers and Bogarts. Yeah, and you know, it, see, and this is the other thing. On the flip side, it goes back to the probably one of the greatest deals in baseball history that worked out for the Red Sox when they traded with the Dodgers there in two, I think it was two thousand fourteen or fifteen. You know, the chicken and bear incident there. When I guess a month before that, there was a players had a meeting with Larry Lucchino and some of the management and all that. And I guess Adrian Gonzalez, who was the first base at the time, was the was the more vocal person at this meeting saying, this is happening, this is happening, whatever. And then a month later, he gets shipped out. So it can go like both ways there. But yeah, I think it works that way because LeBron's got that type of power in Los Angeles. I, I think Bergeron has that in, in Boston. So I would think so. I would think, listen, if you want these two guys to stick around until these other young kids are ready, I mean, you know, what the, what, I think that's what they're going to do. But then the question is, which fate are they, they going to do? Because why isn't Mookie Betts here? I think Mookie Betts here because he hurt some feelings. I, I honest to God believe that. I think Mookie Betts should still be with this team. Yeah. And if this team was really serious about spending money, Betts would be signed, Bogarts would be signed, Devers would be signed, you know. I just I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's a big question mark. Maybe the off season will say something different, but I don't know. It's just going to, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Now it's just from right now for the rest of the season. Just get the young guys up here, get Tristan Castles up here, and let's see what he can do. You know, let's forget all the all this other all this other stuff, and let's just get the kids in the minor leagues. I'm calling them kids, but get the get the get the get our prospects up here. See what they can do. See what we have in this farm system. And let's go from there. But season's done. There's going to be major changes that go on there. I just hope they go back to the way things were when they had the success, when they signed big name free agents, when they got a David Ortiz, although he's, he's, you know, he's a dime a dozen there. But taking a guy like that off, off waiver wire, Kevin Millar was another one, helped us win the World Series, and player development. We know it's possible. We know we can do it. You just got to get the right man in place there, or woman, per se, right man or woman, and let's see what happens. So, um, um, do you think? As, do you as, think the whole Red Sox? Do you think the whole Red Sox organization has now realized that this is it? Their season's trashed. You know, yes. we're done. I think they should have recognized it two two months ago. We throw like you know, are they thrown in the towel now. Yeah, I think so. I think now that the two pitchers that they let go because they needed to let some people go, I think this is their way of saying we're done. We're moving on. Let's see what we got and go from there. So yeah, I think that I think somebody convinced Henry or Sam Kennedy that this was it. Let's move on. There's no way, even if we were to get caught up, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll get, I mean, even if they were to make it, they'd get annihilated in the first round, I think anyway. But then again, it's a playoff, you never know. But I think that was designating those two pitches for assignment, I think was, was the way of them saying, we're on to 2023. Let's see what these kids do. So I mean, you know. and 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 I'm actually past the point trying to make a case for them that they can even um, make a run. I mean, they're pretty. Yeah. You know, last few weeks, you know, you can maybe justify it because they were a little closer. But I mean, they're like, I, I guess they're probably like five or six games back behind the Orioles. Yeah. And, and but the thing, <laughs> like, you know, the thing is, is like, and then I look at it and say, well. Once th- that pack of, of teams, um, you know, the Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles, 
they're all pretty close. I mean, the Orioles yep. are sixty. Or Orioles are sixty-seven and sixty. Blue Jays sixty-eight and fifty-eight. Rays are fifty and fifty, uh, seventy and fifty-seven. Sorry, and then the Yankees are are way up at seventy-eight and fifty. But I mean, the Orioles, Blue Jays, and Rays are all pretty close in standings. And so, you know, then I psych myself out and and you know try and tell myself, well, if the Red Sox can catch the Orioles, they can catch the Blue Jays and the Rays, and then they have a shot at the wild card. Right, exactly. Yep, no, exactly right. And, and and I just think too much time has passed out. They there were games that they needed to win that they didn't that they just need to now now say bye. Let's move on. Let's see what we got in the in our system and kind of go from there, man. My friend, always good to talk to you. Uh let's bring on the Patriots. Let's bring some football on and uh you know, uh Red Sox are done. So talk to you later, man. All right, thanks, Derwin. All right, so there's uh, Derwin for you. And, you know, if Derwin says the Red Sox are done, it's tough to not think that the Red Sox are done because uh, Derwin is a very positive uh, person and he's a big Red Sox fan. And for him to uh, say that is quite concerning and I think uh, makes everybody realize in life that the Red Sox are done for this year. And,. Just as Bill Belichick would say, we're moving on to Cincinnati. I think the Red Sox got to say we're moving on to 2023. Halfway through the show here on Monday, uh, August 29th, ending up, uh, rounding up the summer here. And, you know, 90-degree day, 90-degree day uh, here in here in Methuen. Uh, so anyways, like I said, halfway through the show here, 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. can call in uh, with your take uh, talking about the Red Sox. Are they done? Do we have to throw in the towel right now? Should they throw in the towel right now? Or like I was saying to Derwin, if they can catch the Orioles, that means they can catch the Blue Jays and the Rays and... They're all in one, They're all in that pack together, and, and can they make the run for the wild card? And once they make the playoffs, how far can they go in the playoffs? NFL and the Patriots. How did you like uh, their final preseason game? How did you like the, the whole preseason for the New England Patriots? Lots of fights this year. I don't know if you noticed, but lots of fights this year. I think the most ever in preseason history for the New England Patriots. Is that concerning to you? Leaders of of the uh, uh of the team in uh in David Andrews getting into fights not a good situation. And how do you like the way that Bill Belichick is is running the team? Not having uh designated coaches, just having a bunch of coaches and uh, let's just see what everybody says. How hard is that for the players, not being able to report to somebody, not being able to know who to listen to? Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. How do you think they're going to do this year? What do you think uh, Tom Brady's been doing off uh, on his 11-day vacation away from the team? Was he away with Giselle? Was he in court with Giselle? I don't know. Live Golf in the PGA Tour. What's happening with that? Live Golf is coming to Boston this weekend at to the International Golf Course. Will you go and watch uh watch watch uh watch the players play? Or are you against Live Golf and and will you only watch the PGA Tour? 
Rory McIlroy uh, winning his uh, third FedEx Cup. What do you think about that? The leader behind the PGA Tour winning the FedEx Cup in, in the PGA Tour playoffs. What's that say? I know somebody that's uh, going to go off on, I'd say, both the Patriots and the Red Sox, and that will be, everybody guess, Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on? Hey, 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 hey. What do you mean? I'm going to go on uh, off on the uh, Patriots and, and the uh, Red Sox. I can't. Red Sox made I mean, I'm not too happy about the Patriots or the Red Sox. Are you? Uh, no. No. However... However, just staying with the Patriots, I haven't seen any of the uh, uh, cuts, if any, have, have been made today. So we don't know what that team is going to look like uh, right now. But uh, one of the things is, of course, uh, they have to get their act together. Now, you're, you're not too keen on uh, Patricia and uh, Joyce. Uh, but yet... Judge. Oh, Judge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But all the uh, scribes and everything, and, and the uh, the folks that I've been listening to on TV, they're all extremely pleased with the way the uh, the offense is going as far as as far as the play calling uh, and uh, uh, things like that. However, they're not too thrilled with naturally the execution and that's what's hurting not the play calling but it's the execution these guys aren't uh, they're not getting getting around the corner on on those uh, what we used to call power sweeps uh the the linemen just are not hitting the proper uh proper def- defender and he's always a defender who comes through who who uh, who hasn't been picked up by one of the offensive uh, linemen, or uh, you know, so so that hurts the cause. And some of these passes that our boy has uh, has really done a good job uh, passing. Uh, you know, he's it, it, it's just not they're just not catching them. So we it has to be the execution. Not not so much the play calling. Now, naturally, it was all uh, vanilla play calling. But, again, listening to the people that uh, follow them and who uh, travel with, with the team when they uh, go away, these guys are all uh, positive, and they're saying, don't worry about a thing. So we just have to see what happens as far as that's concerned. Uh, Red Sox, yep. Red Sox, you got <laughs> you just got to put a fork in them. You know they they are finished. They are finished. Uh, uh, you know Derwin brought up and something a lot of people are bringing up today. Uh, is it time to say goodbye to Hein Bloom and Alex Cora? I do not think they are going to uh, do anything as far as Hein Bloom is concerned. Uh, he is John Henry's boy. John Henry brought him in. To do one thing, cut payroll. <clears throat> the, the payroll that he has right now, he's been saddled with, except for story. Except for story. I think you're going to see uh, 
how a new shot stop next year. I don't think they're going to pay any any money. And I think the following year you may see a new third baseman. The, the Sox just don't want to spend the money. And it's a shame. It's a shame. John Henry has plenty plenty of money. Uh, we can compete with the other people, but I think he just wants to uh, spend the money in other ways. He just opened up that uh, venue on Lansdowne Street, the uh, the music venue. So now he's cutting into all those uh, small uh, small establishments along Lansdowne Street, and he he wants to take uh, take the money away from them. With a bigger venue, he can get uh, better acts there uh, and fill the place. But that, it's that's not that MO. it's not that big of a venue, though. It's only three thousand. Yeah, but it's much bigger than uh, what, you, what uh, like the House of Blues or something like that along uh, Lansdowne Street. Right. They're All also right. he's so, also planning on having you know big acts uh, go to those places. You know, Bruno. I don't know if, if you know who Bruno Mars is, but he's planning on bringing in Bruno Mars. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's fine. But while Bruno Mars is performing there, who's going to be across the street at the House, House of Blues watching? Uh, Watching Grandpa Ray sing, you know, and I understand he has a big, big following. Wow! <laughs> wow! So well, let me. I'll, know, I'll, I'll bring. Yeah, I'll bring something. I'll bring. I'll bring something else up to you, Ray. Um, I know you talk about you know the shortstop and the third baseman and stuff like that. So you got Xander Bogarts. You got Rafael Devers. Does you? Rafael Devers and Zeno Bogarts are not, obviously, they're not signed uh, to anything additional yet, and they're most likely not going to. But do you think, and I talked about this with Thurman, do you think it's a situation in which, uh, similar to the Bruins, where, you know, veteran players uh, went to possibly, you know, Don Sweeney and the higher-ups in the organization and said, you know, we don't we don't want to work with this coach anymore. We're either going to leave the team or retire, um, or you bring in a different coach and we stay for another few years. Do you think it's possible that Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers uh, could go do that to Heim Bloom or go do that to um, you know John Henry, Tom Warner, or Sam Kennedy, and you know at the very least uh, get rid of. Um, Get rid of Alex Cora, and if not Alex Cora, Alex Cora and Heim Bloom. No, I don't think so. And, and you look back at last year when when Alex wasn't there, uh, the the team didn't perform at that time either. So uh, I don't think it's Alex Cora. Uh, as a matter of fact, Alex Cora has always uh, been there, and he's been a player's uh, coach. He's always protected his players. He's he's always praised them, and when when he hasn't praised them, he hasn't come down on them. He could have come down. Who was it? Uh, Franchi Cordera yesterday. Uh, he's go, he, he's going out into shot right field to uh, get a pop up. Well, he has his back to the ball. Uh, Verdugo is calling him off. But yet he continues, so Verdugo uh, peels off and stops, basically. And Cordero, he drops the ball. 
He drops the ball. But Cora did not criticize him. If he had anything to say to him, it would have been in private. And we probably don't know about uh, what he did say. So it, it, it's one of those things. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the coach is the problem. I think it's the players that are around the coach, and they're going to tell you that uh, it's been nothing but injuries that have plagued the Red Sox, and yes, injuries have plagued the Red Sox. So if, so it, if it's that, not Alex Cora, is it Heim Bloom? It's the players that Heim Bloom has on that team. So how, so it's it. so you look at it as Heim, you sum it up to Heim Bloom. I that's who I put the blame on. Heim Bloom. Okay, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll play devil's advocate with you. If uh, if if the Red Sox, Sam Kennedy, uh, you know, say, hey, uh, Heim Bloom, you're fired. Yep. Does a new um, you know person come in replace Heim Bloom and keep Alex Cora? I would say yes. Now, but you come, you know, at least if I'm coming in from the outside, Alex Cora comes with a lot of luggage. Uh, he's been suspended for the season for cheating. Um, you know, does somebody, no, does somebody, does somebody new coming into that want to keep that type of person? Listen, if he can produce like he did two years ago, yes, absolutely. He's a proven coach. Okay, but okay, I can say that about Bill Bill Belichick saying, you know, he's proven, you know, you know himself, uh, you know, three four years ago uh, with Tom Brady winning how many Super Bowls and stuff like that with him, and now look at him. (laughs) I know, but it's going to it's it's going to be that situation. All right, Uh, and that's only my opinion, Uh, you know. But I can't see Heim Bloom being let go by the Red Sox because that's John Henry's boy. John Henry brought him up from Tampa. John Henry, he's probably paying him five cents on a dollar. Uh, you know, he's given this kid the uh, general manager's position, this, that, and the other. So, But listen, it's time for me to go. So I will. Uh, I'll be talking to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, sounds good, Ray. All right. Okay. Bye bye. All right. So there's uh, Ray from Methuen with a few takes. Not coming down as hard as I would think or I would have thought uh, on the um, on the New England Patriots and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, I have a I have a uh, TV program uh, coming up uh, after the radio show with him, uh, Red Sox Monthly and Patriots Pride, uh, and maybe I can get him going uh, on those shows because I wasn't able to today on the sports talk. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting 21 minutes ago, the San Francisco 49ers and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo are finalizing a new contract that will make him the highest paid backup. In the NFL, sources tell me and Mike Garofalo, a solution that keeps Jimmy G on the roster while making clear it's Trey Lance's team going forward. That is very, very, very interesting. Very interesting. I thought Jimmy G uh, would be out of there. 
And at the same time, uh, you know, Ian Rappaport's reporting that. And then um, Adam Schefter is reporting Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers agreed to a restructured one-year contract. Uh, and basically that, you know, will keep him in San Fran this season. Uh, the contract contains no trade and no tag clauses. Uh, assuring Garoppolo will remain in San Fran this season and have the freedom to leave in 2023. He added to that uh, comp update, Jimmy Garoppolo's one-year restructured deal is worth $6.5 million in base, fully guaranteed per sources. He has another total of five hundred dollars in roster bonuses. He also has playtime bonuses that can boost it another nearly $9 million. So one year, $7 million, up to just shy of $16 million um, that he can get. So there you go uh, for, um, for Jimmy Garoppolo, a Jimmy Garoppolo update. Uh, another update. Um, another update. But moving over to the NBA and trade talks. Uh, this whole summer, this whole summer, uh, has been in, uh, revolved around uh, Kevin Durant in the Brooklyn Nets, and Kevin Durant basically wanting to leave Brooklyn, uh, etc. Well. They uh, are on the same page now, and Kevin Durant is staying uh, in Brooklyn. So all of this, uh, you know, all of this nonsense and drama, especially with the Celtics and, uh, you know, possibly trading uh, Jalen Brown, or as should I say, do I dare say the idea from Ray from Methuen and get rid of Jason Tatum and keep Jalen Brown, uh, all of it was just a total waste of time because Kevin Durant is going to be staying uh, in Brooklyn for the time being. So that's another interesting thing that I've talked about almost every program, um, you know, recently. Um, Dylan uh, Dethier uh, reporting uh, on Live Golf that he's hearing that Liv's next signing announcement will now be coming tomorrow, tomorrow rather than today. Not exactly shocking news considering it's already 5.41 p.m. Eastern Time, but I am here to free up your Monday night. Well, all right. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Dylan. <laughs> I have about 10 minutes left here on the show. 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Uh, just saw a, uh, a, a little uh, video of Bill Belichick at, an, at his press conference today. I. Uh, just uh, and Ian Steele writes it perfectly. The pure joy that comes over Bill Belichick when he sees Chris Boomer. He says, "Boomer, we are graced." He says with applause. Let's go to Bill from the car. Bill, what's going on? Harrison, how are you? Who do you think is the next PGA player to head over to the Live Tour? If you were to guess, well. Uh, Yesterday, I reported, uh, I think it was seven names. Let's see. Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Young, Arnold Vonner III, uh, Cameron Tringale, and uh, Anurban uh, Lahiri. Um, Cameron Young already went, uh, I believe. Well, Cameron Young said he was staying. Didn't he? No, I think you, you are you confusing with Cameron Smith? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I um, I thought one of them was staying. Uh, a bigger name there. 
But it is amazing. Like, I am very Actually, that's right. How... Uh, Cameron Young credited the upcoming PGA Tour changes as the reason he will remain after strongly considering LIV. And uh, Hideki okay. Matsuyama also confirmed that he will remain uh, on the PGA Tour. So, all right. So, there you go. Good uh, good call there, Bill. Um Next name, I I don't know. I mean, it's I think it's gonna be someone out of those names that I just listed, you know. Cameron I, Smith. Uh, maybe Cameron Smith. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. So I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see which one goes over. But uh, obviously, Cameron Young is not going over anymore. That's somebody I had on that list. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I am interested on, a whole, on a, all of this and how it's going to unfold. I mean, yesterday, I don't know if you saw any of the golf yesterday, uh, the FedEx Cup, but, I mean, Rory, it was a good, awesome finish between, uh, you know, Rory and um, I'm, I'm, I'm not placing the guy's name. Scotty Scheffler? The Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good, that was a good, uh, that was a good head-to-head face-off. So good for TV and, you know, everything like that. So, you know, I, I just, I do think it's a shame that all this stuff is happening, but we'll see how it's going to play out on that. Um, moving on to the path. Boy, even though I did not see the game Friday night, um, everybody that I know that saw it, uh, just, they, they said they looked pitiful. They said Stidham was the star of the game and uh, basically, you know, went up and down the field on the Pats offense and the Pats offensive line looked pathetic. And that's a concern. That is a huge concern. Never mind the coaches, but if they can't protect Mac this year and open up some holes, there's, there's going to be a problem. And now, is it Ty Montgomery? Did he go down? Uh, let me look. You know, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but. Yeah, um, yeah, he suffered uh, an ankle injury, but uh, Bill Belichick gave an encouraging injury update. um, So maybe he won't be. uh, Yeah, it's going to be. You know, it's going to be interesting uh, with with them this year. Um, I thought they were going to be, you know, I thought they were a 10-11 win team. And, boy, the way they look this preseason, it, it, it doesn't, it's not looking good for them. And, I, you know, you, you hate to put up, you know, the preseason games and give that any type of reason to think of, you know, how they're going to do for the season. But, man. I don't, you know, I don't, I do have to say, I'm not usually one to uh, base a team off of the preseason just because of how much of an audition the preseason is for so many guys and how, you know, the guys you're playing with one night, you're not, not necessarily going to be playing with them the next night and or, or the next week, rather, and, you know, all the starters not playing all the time. And so, I, I you know, I wouldn't get too worked up about the preseason, but I'm not getting too excited about the regular season either. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, uh, you know, they're going to be down in Miami that first week, and you know, Tyree I think that's Kill, a loss. I think that's a loss. I, I think Tyreek Hill is going to smoke their defensive backfield. Um, I think, I think it's going to be, it could be a bloodbath down there. 
depending on how hot it is down there, you know? Yeah, abso- absolutely. Um, you know, I, I just, yeah, I don't see, um, I, I, I really, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, I, I don't see them winning that game. You know, Miami only got better with Tyreek Hill. So, you know, I really don't see them winning that game. You know, my, you know, Miami used to be a win for the, for the, for the Patriots or at least a split. I don't know about that. Yeah. Same. I mean, even the Jets. You know, there's so many teams that that we used to be able to say, yeah, you know, the Patriots have this one. The Patriots have this one. I just, you, you know, you, you're going through, you know, you go through the season and it's just, I think this is, this is going to be one of the hardest seasons for the Patriots. I mean, even if they had Tom Brady, I think it would be one of the hardest seasons. I mean, they have the Dolphins, they, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Packers, the Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets, Vikings, Bills. Uh, Bengals, Dolphins again, and then the Bills. I mean, the fact that we have to play the Bills and uh, the you know the Dolphins twice—that's easily like zero and four to be honest with you. The Jets, yeah. I, I might give you the split for the Jets, but I don't think we're winning both those games. We used to be able to like have those as, as a lock for both those games. I don't see it. Oh. I don't see it. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm rem- the, I don't know for some reason over the weekend I was reminiscing about Brady being here and the fact that he's gone and you know it's just it's too bad because this is year three without him you know and he's playing at such a great did you see what his ranking came out for today for the I... uh, top 100 players no I didn't number one <laughs> number one in the league they rated him that was before you know Rogers a two-time MVP player, and Mahomes, he was number one in the whole league, rated number one at 43, 45 years old. Yep. I mean, I mean, that's miscalculation on, on Mr. Belichick there. So um, let's see. Let's, let's stay neutral here. Let's not go off the cliff yet. The season hasn't started yet. But it could start sooner because, boy, the Red Sox stink. And, um, you know, it, You know, I'm done. You know, I've been done with them pretty much all summer. I did not go to a game this year. Probably did not watch a full game on, on Nesson at all. Um, you know. I'm anxious to see what the ratings were this year after uh, after the season's over. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. They have to sign. They have to sign uh, X and uh, Devers. They have to. Yeah. So I mean, you know, something that something that I I've been bringing up with people is, you know, a lot of talk today all of a sudden about. Uh, getting rid of Heimbloom and Alex Cora possibly. And so, uh, you know, if they get rid of, you know, do they get rid of both of them or does, you know, say this scenario happen of of Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers uh, go to the front office and Sam Kennedy and Heimbloom and say, hey, we want a new coach. Uh, you know, if you get us a new coach, we'll stay. If not, we're leaving. Uh, something similar to think that I think that uh, to, something similar to what I think took place uh, in the Boston Bruins organization with a lot of the veteran players um, this year. Basically, I think saying, "Hey, listen, you know, we don't 
we don't want Bruce Cassidy anymore. You know, get us a new coach or we're going to leave or retire. And, you know, all these players came back. Yep, I agree with that. So, you know, I just I just wonder if that's a possibility uh, for Xander Bogarts and, you know, Rafael Devers to do. Yep, I agree with that. But um, anyways, Harrison, enjoying the show. Um, good luck this semester. I know this semester at Merrimack is going to start this week. And uh, go Warriors. They have a couple big games against Harvard and Holy Cross. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I will. So not next week, but the week after. Yeah, I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back on Merrimax radio station, WMCK. All right. All right. Thanks yeah. as always, Bill. All right. Bye. All right. There's uh, Bill from the car. And that's going to do it for me today here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. Like I said, this will be the last week uh, of my show here at uh, here on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. I'll be moving over uh, to Merrimack College's radio station, WMCK, on uh, Monday, September. Uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's the uh, is it the twelfth? See now I'm yeah, it, Monday, September twelfth. Uh, I'll be on uh, Merrimack's uh, radio station, WMCK. I will have call-ins. It'll be a different call-in number, uh, so I'll get that to you as soon as I can. Uh, I'll probably, you know, I'll post something on my Twitter and LinkedIn page uh, for all of you to uh, look out for. I'd like to thank everybody here at uh, Methuen Community Studios and Merrimack Valley Public Radio for making this show uh, possible, uh, you know, through the pandemic, uh, through the summers. Uh, It's really been great, and I'll be back here uh, for, uh, for winter break. Uh, right here on uh, the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. So as always, thank you to all my listeners, to all my callers, uh, to all my supporters. Uh, and for day-to-day hourly updates, you can call, uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter, Harrison Chase Five. That's Harrison Chase Five on Twitter for day-to-day hourly updates. I'll see you all in two Mondays, uh, right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, but on uh, Merrimack's radio station, WMCK. Goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, Mondays at 5, only on Methuen Community Studios.